Hey, Kevin Draves here with the Howl for Diamond Box Bluetooth speakers. I got to tell you, I play basketball at the gym down the road for me all the time. And sometimes I go late at night. I bring my Diamond Box. And now they're introducing three new systems. The new L2, XL2, and M2 all feature stereo sound by themselves or split stereo sound with wireless syncing of two units for a live sound experience. Loud enough for any environment. And I kid you not, you could play this at low volume and you'll hear it in any room of your house. This is the most powerful Bluetooth boombox speaker on the market today. Check them out on Twitter at Diamond Box Co. That's box with two X's, Diamond Box Co. Welcome to the NBA 2K League Show on Dash Radio's Nothing But Net channel. Brought to you by Rode Microphones. Studio quality with easy accessibility since 1967. We are your source for NBA 2K League coverage each and every week. Here, covering the best of the best, not the rest of the rest. Game number one is a game that has a lot of significance for me just because it's a, it's a game that I actually... Uh, talked about last week in terms of my predictions. I say that because I'm talking specifically about T-Wolves Gaming as they take on Pistons GT. Now, T-Wolves Gaming have very much been an up-and-down team. Obviously, they were mostly down prior to their trade and their losing of their coach, or I guess firing of their coach. But uh, ever since then, they've definitely, I would say, at least trended a little more upwards as far as uh, their trajectory is concerned. So, Going into this game, which is considered a play-in game, it was going to be very important that T-Wolves Gaming win this game, especially against a team like the Pistons. Now think about this. They come into this game, they've lost nine straight games. Yes, you heard me right. Pistons GT, nine straight losses. I mean, let that tell you what you want to hear. Now, they've had portions of games that have really hurt them, specifically in the first half. That was something to watch for coming into the tournament. Now, Starting off in this game, you got pretty good production from both teams, and there was a lot to like from Pistons GT and T-Wolves Gaming. But unfortunately, towards the end of the first and start of the second, just like we talked about, Pistons GT just all of a sudden fell asleep. And when I say that, I mean T-Wolves Gaming went on a 15-0 to run over that stretch. Now, uh, coming into this game, uh, T-Wolves 
not consistent, but you know what they were able to do in this game? For the most part, be fairly consistent. The one thing that they've had to watch out for, because it's been a struggle, is keeping leads. We've definitely seen a number of games where T-Wolves Gaming just cannot hold onto a lead, no matter how big it is. And so hopefully when they start building this lead, if you're a T-Wolves Gaming fan, and for someone like me that thought maybe this was a dark horse to win the ticket because this is really their last chance, uh, you need to see them be more consistent quarters one, two, three, and four. Now, early in this game, they, like I said, they went on that 15-0 run. They were able to get up as many as 13 points, and actually at halftime, Teal's Gaming got that lead all the way up to 19 points. Now, 19 points is a pretty significant lead. Now, it doesn't mean that the game's over. It's only halftime, 12 more minutes left. But for the most part, you should be able to hold a 19-point lead. I mean, what are you doing on offense and defense that you're able to give up that kind of a lead? But T-Wolves have done just that. Now, in that second half, you definitely saw Pistons GT try to fight back. Uh, looking at the third quarter specifically, they had a nice run. They won that quarter 16-8. to So you wonder why the T-Wolves struggle sometimes holding leads. How about that? They couldn't score. They didn't play defense. Lots of problems in that third quarter. Now you go into the fourth quarter, 11 points. It was 19 points at halftime, an eight-point swing, which was huge. Now they were able to get that to eight points and actually had a shot of getting it even closer, but unfortunately missed a wide-open shot. And that was really all she wrote as they were not able to get uh, any closer in this game and ultimately did end up losing. The final score in this game, 61-53. to T-Wolves Gaming beats Pistons GT in the first game of the ticket tournament. For anyone that forgets, remember the ticket tournament is your ticket into the postseason. Eight teams make it. One of those is the winner of the ticket tournament. For some of these teams, the only chance they had was making it via winning the tournament. Pistons GT were one of them. Their season is now, for the most part, over. And really, what they're playing for now the rest of the season is going to be you know, building for the future. you got to find out who are the players you're going to keep. Who are the players? Uh, maybe you you know, you got to start scouting other teams, figuring out what you're going to do next year. Uh, honestly, this is building for the future these last few games. You're probably going to see some experimentation from Pistons. You definitely are going to see a team that is in a much different position than a lot of the teams that are a lot more competitive. Now, as far as T-Wolves Gaming is concerned, big reason why they were able to get this win and why they've been more successful is, again, moving on from Hood. And a big part of that has been small forward Jay Money, who has been absolutely fantastic. Really one of the better trades we've seen in the 2K League this year. Obviously, if you are heat check, you have not gotten what you really wanted out of Hood. But T-Wolves definitely ended up, at least so far, won that trade. Looking over the statistics in this one, we go to player of the game for Wolves Gaming, and you got a few different players that that really performed admirably, but I will give it to Jay Money just because that 30 points really shines. 30 points, one assist. He did have three fouls, but zero turnovers. 11 of 16, four of six from three, made all of his free throws. Super efficient. Thank you, Jay Money, for getting the T-Wolves a win and hoping uh, to get my prediction one step closer. As far as Pistons are concerned, the guy that uh, impressed me the most would have been Insanity. He had 23 points, a rebound, two assists, a block, just a single turnover, while being very efficient, 10 of 16, 2 of 2 from 3. And that's all she wrote for game one of the ticket. Now, game number two, we have Raptors Uprising taking on Lakers Gaming. 
And again, a lot of these are playing games. And so you're you're seeing some of the teams that have struggled earlier on in the season, and this is their chance to maybe get some wins against similar teams and teams that have also struggled. And so you're going to get, for the most part, uh, some pretty good scores. At least that would be my guess coming into the tournament. You feel like these kind of first roundish games are, are going to be pretty competitive because these bottom teams have nothing to lose. And so they are all about the fight. So, again, this is the Lakers gaming taking on Raptors Uprising GC, second game of night number one of the ticket tournament. Now, we talk about the importance of playing a complete game, and we definitely saw that here. The other thing we talked about is how hard it is to lose a significant lead. But we'll add the last thing to that. We talked about how these are not the best teams. This is not the cream of the crop that's that's taking place on night number one. And because of that, the one thing you'll notice is that you have teams that can't afford to let other teams stick around. You know, in the NBA for the longest time, you had a team in the Spurs that, uh, you know, Greg Popovich is such a good coach and they've had such good players. Think about when they had uh, their big three, you know, Ginobili, Parker, and Tim Duncan. They could really toy with teams and eventually just take over the game, and, and when they wanted to, they would find a way to win. That's an issue that you have with some of these other teams here in 2K League is that they can't let teams stick around. Now, this is an issue we saw in this game. There's no question that Raptors are better than the Lakers. Lakers are, unfortunately for, for their fan base, one of, the, one of the worst teams in the NBA 2K League this year. They are, are not strong. They've only had two wins. Raptors, on the other hand, not, not the best team ever, but very good defensively, and they come in just a game short of 500. But in the first half, the Raptors just at no point were they ever able to pull away. And that was a huge issue. They, they tried, but it, I mean, it just wasn't in the cards. They play really good defense, which is always going to be a, a, a big sticking point. In fact, uh, in the totality of the game, the Lakers missed a lot of shots. Uh, they, they shot 50% from the field. Really good defense. Now, it wasn't just turnovers. That's one thing. When you're watching these games, good defense doesn't necessarily mean turnovers. Now, it does help. You know, you want to turn the ball over because turnovers do lead to offense, lead to fast break points, lead to a lot of positive things. But in this instance, we're just talking about turnovers, which, you know, they created seven turnovers in this game, the Raptors did. But you're also talking about forcing up bad shots. You're cre you're really able to uh, get them, put them into bad positions. And they were able to do that. Now you fast forward to the second half, and because of the way the first half went, the Raptors just didn't put them away, and so the Lakers stayed in this. Fast forward again to the fourth quarter, and look at this. We're going to set the scene. Uh, the Raptors were up four, or 13 points, and there was uh, between two and three minutes to go in the fourth quarter. At that point, because you know the Raptors hadn't been able to put them away, Lakers were able to go strong, and they were able to kick it in gear. And how about this? Three straight unanswered three-point shots, and all of a sudden the lead is just four points. But unfortunately, they couldn't take it over the goal line, stopped at that one-yard line, and that was all she wrote. Final score in this game, despite the best effort from the Lakers in the end, 54-50. So that four-point advantage was kept by the Raptors. Now, this is a good point here. We talk about how hard it is to, re to really come back when you're down by quite a few points. And here's a good example. You score nine unanswered points, and that's not enough to come back because you built such a big hole. And that's what's uh, really uh, unfortunate for certain teams we've seen here in the 2K League. We talked about the T-Wolves earlier, how that's been an issue for them keeping leads. you got to find a way to 
really uh, silence these bad teams. Raptors couldn't do it, but ultimately got the job done, did just enough uh, to squeak by. Again, 54-50, Raptors uprising, take out the Lakers. Lakers have been eliminated from the ticket tournament. Looking at the Raptors' side of the ball, we're going to give the player of the game nod. Uh, you know, they got a couple guys that played really, really well, but I'm going to give the nod to Sick. 16 points, 11 rebounds, 2 assists, 4 turnovers, which is not ideal, but he was 7 of 10 from the field, 2 of 4 from 3. Very, very productive game from him. Looking at Lakers gaming, the guy that jumps off the page for me is Moody. 12 points, 10 rebounds, 4 assists, 2 steals, and 0 turnovers. Stuffs the stat sheet. 6 of 8 from the field. A lot to like from him. Just not enough from the Lakers as a whole. And again, they do fall in this one. Next game on the docket, we have Heat Check Gaming taking on Bucks Gaming. Now, Heat Check and Bucks come into this game in going in different directions. Heat Check have struggled recently. Bucks have been playing really well. Heat Check, actually, we talked about uh, the inequities or the ineptitude, I should say, of Pistons GT and talk about, uh, you know, a struggle. Five straight losses going into this game for Heat Check Gaming. So coming into the ticket, not a lot of momentum there. So you really thought that the Heat were the ones that were going to struggle here against a a much better Bucks team who have been really good. And here's what I'm going to say about that credit that organization that whether it's the coach whether it's the players but they came together with an absolutely amazing game plan and if you watch this game and I strongly suggest you do just watch the incredible incredible defense he checked put on Bucks gaming specifically Plondo and the uh, post scoring power forward build so that's something to really watch going forward but the heat check I mean seriously put on a clinic this game was an absolute marvel to watch, and, and you saw this from start to finish. Uh, Plondo, who uh, one of the reasons that the Bucks have been playing so well is Plondo had been on fire, and they scouted they scouted the Bucks, saw that, and they this is what they said to themselves: Look, A Rooks is going to get his points, and, and and this is what you see in, in in all forms of basketball, all levels. Is sometimes you just say to yourself: Here's the deal, we're going to let that guy do his, but if we can stop everyone else. We're going to win this basketball game. And that's exactly what Heat Check did from start to finish. Absolutely, I mean, just phenomenal. They did such a good job um, of finding a way to stop him in the post. And on top of that, not only were they able to stop him, but they also took advantage of the uh, on the other end of the floor. Hotshot, who, you know, just like last year, has been phenomenal this year for Heat Check Gaming. Definitely their MVP. And one of the guys that's, you know, going, I think always going to be in that conversation as one of the better players in the league. And what they did was they actually looked at Bucks Gaming and said, here's the deal. Their best defender, which uh, I would say is Slay Island, uh, he's playing shooting guard. Well, here's the deal. When your best defender is playing shooting guard and the other team's best player is playing in the post, you, you, that's a problem. How are you stopping him? Now, on top of that, we talked about Hood and how important it would be if he was able to finally find his way and be a little better, and here's what they were able to do. They were able to use Hood, and they were able to get some shots from him, especially given Hotshot with him dominating in the post. It opens things up for some of the other players around the key, and you definitely saw that in this game, and ultimately, it cost the Bucks and 
kudos to the game plan of heat check on both offense and defense. That was the difference in the game. And I think that's the ultimate equalizer. If you do good scouting and you come into these games and you say to yourself, these are the things that we need to accomplish. We're going to practice them and coming into the game, we know what we can do to beat this team and you do it. That's exactly how you win in this league. And it can make up for lacking of talent. You have some of these teams and heat check are going to be able, are going to have to do this, this next game. They win this game. Now they're going to move on to Blazer 5. And this is going to go just back to what we're talking about here, scouting. Because there's no question Blazer 5 are the better team. But if Heatcheck can come in with a game plan similar to what they did to stopping the Bucks, they have a chance. Now, I will say this. Blazer 5 are so good. I don't know that there's any game plan that just is going to be able to extinguish that fire. But at least Heatcheck Gaming have proven there's a way to go into games and with a game plan really be the dominant team, even if the other team is, uh, for all intents and purposes, better than you are. So looking at the statistics, uh, as far as Heat Check are concerned, we give player of the game, of course, two hot shot, 27 points, four rebounds, six assists, two steals, a block, just a single turnover, efficient 12 of 19, lots to like from him. Over on Bucks Gaming, I really want to give credit to A-Rooks, who did everything in his power to try to win this game, but just not enough from the other pieces, and it wasn't enough to win the game, ultimately. A-Rooks, though, 31 points, one rebound, five assists. He added in a steal. You also got, uh, he did have four turnovers, but he was very efficient, 12 of 20. But how about this, 7 of 14 from three. A-Rooks finds a way to hit it from downtown, and this game was no different. But again, ultimately, they do fall as Heat Check take it 68-58 over Bucks Gaming. Next game on the list, we have Jazz Gaming taking on Knicks Gaming. Who will be the victors? Jazz trying to do like they did last season and have a nice, solid finish to the year. Knicks trying to do what they did last year, win the ticket tournament, even though they were not one of the best teams in the league. Jump into that playoff race by winning your ticket, with the championship of the ticket tournament. All right, so here we have a good game starting off now. Coming into this one, Knicks gaming 2-8 and eight, and Jazz gaming 5-5. Five and five. Jazz were able to get a lead early in this one, but Knicks would answer right back to take the short lead uh, in the first quarter. Now, it, it was a little bit rickety in that first quarter, but eventually the teams seemed to get a little more focused, and Jazz were actually able to have the one-point lead after the first quarter ended. Uh, looking at this, though, uh, in that first quarter, one for five from three-point range for both teams. So if that kind of gives you an idea of the uh, consistency or, or what was kind of happening as far as shooting was concerned, it was not great. Uh, but you did see a lot of success in the post. And so going into the rest of the game, we'll see if that happens. Now, Jazz Gaming in the second quarter were the team to beat again. Now, they... You come into this game, if you were a betting man, you would probably pick the Jazz. And early on, at least, you saw the Jazz be the better team. But much like in some of these other games, you have to find a way to take over. You need to build a bigger lead, and these close leads make it tough. Part of the problem that you ran into in this game was turnovers. Both game, or both teams struggled in that first half with the basketball. 13 turnovers total uh, between the two teams was not getting the job done. But the Jazz were the more successful team, and it was 32-25, their lead at halftime. A big part of that was Gliz, who was able to dominate with uh, and lead the way with 11 points. And on top of that, you had 7 points and 6 rebounds. Uh, let that sink in. Rhea was able to dominate in the first half. Those are the guys that really 
really shined as far as they as far as the Jazz were concerned. For the Knicks, you had a pretty good 12 points for Idris to goat. And again, you're talking about just a seven point lead. Going into the second half, Knicks really a light went off because whatever they talked about in that second or in that halftime meeting seemed to get them jump fired. And they actually uh, were able to go on a 13-4 to run to start that third quarter. And just like that, what was a seven-point lead, now Knicks are up two points, 38-36. to Now, much like we saw in the first half with the Knicks, Jazz, same thing, able to find a way to stay in the game. And they, uh, just like that, were able to come back, and not only come back, but take a lead and towards the end of the third quarter still held that lead. And they actually went on a run of their own and enter the fourth quarter, and think about this. Uh, we talk about how it's all about runs. This game was no different, and they were up by seven at halftime. They were up by seven going into the fourth. Knicks, though, however, in that fourth quarter, really, really shined. Now, they were able to fight back, a little defense, a little offense, and it is a one-point game under a minute to go in the fourth quarter. 64-64 with a minute 30 left. And then you had the Knicks answer with a nice two-point jam. Then you had kind of a, a little bit of a drought as far as the team was concerned. And just like that, we are going to overtime because Jazz Gaming was never able to build a big enough lead, and they let the Knicks stay in it. Now, Knicks Gaming were able to hit some nice long-range shots in that overtime, and that really ended up being the difference maker. It was 72-72, to and your final, though, after those long balls, 78-72. to Knicks find a way to get a win. Really unfortunate for the Jazz and the Knicks getting off on the right foot of the ticket tournament, just like last year, hoping to find a way to squeak into the playoffs. Looking at the teams and seeing who the best player was for the Knicks, we give our most valuable player award to No Shock Idris. 20 points, 15 rebounds. What a double-double. Four assists, two steals, just two turnovers, a very efficient 10 of 13. For the Jazz, we had a few players that really had some solid games, but ultimately I'm going to give the the nod to Rhea. 12 points, 14 rebounds, four assists, two steals and a block, three turnovers, an efficient five of seven. Next matchup on the list, we have the Pacers taking on Hawks Talon GC, and this is uh, still night one of the ticket tournament. Remember, you're listening to Dash Radio's Nothing But Net channel, and we are the NBA 2K League show. Looking at this game, there's a few things that we're going to touch on as far as reasons why it went the way that it did. Ultimately, one thing you want to make sure you keep an eye on, and this has been a, a consistent theme we've seen throughout the NBA 2K League, is how important it is to make sure guys are being used or utilized properly on their given teams, whether it's uh, someone playing the point guard position when they really ultimately should be playing off ball. We've seen that with uh, Hood a few times. Uh, on top of that, uh, sometimes you have a guy maybe that's sitting at the point guard spot that you feel would be better you know, at a, at a big man or like a small forward role. You definitely have options. Now, these are two teams that actually went that route. And, and it's a good example of the good and the bad of these strategies and how important it is to make sure that you really think these plans out. Now, looking at uh, both teams, we'll start with Pacers Gaming. Uh, one thing to, cop, or to, to note, so Swizzerk, he was uh, playing pretty well, actually. Uh, I thought he looked good as a point guard. But uh, for whatever reason, the Pacers felt it was going to be to their benefit to move him to small forward. On top of that, Ramo 
they actually moved him as well as a man in a car. So you had a number of different moves that actually uh, I think you really saw in this game definitely paid off. And and you and you and I would say you had it pay off pretty consistently. If you look at how this game uh, went start to finish, uh, Pacers won every quarter except one. So they actually held a 35 to 24 advantage at halftime. And that's a I mean 11 points is a pretty solid lead if you're Pacers Gaming. Now, I thought Pacers Gaming was uh, an up and coming team. I they you, you know they started off the season really strong. They definitely went through a rough patch, but I feel like the second half of the season could really prove well for the Pacers. And they're one of those teams that if they won this ticket tournament, it wouldn't necessarily shock you. They're a very talented team. Now, across the way Looking over at the uh, Hawks' way of things, you think about uh, they were pretty consistent as far as scoring, but the one thing the Pacers had is that solid start. Well, you know, they got, you know, in that like 12, 13 point range, uh, kind of in every single quarter, the Hawks, that is, you really never got uh, those big runs that you'd expect from a team that's going to win a, a game. And even when they got down big, they were never able to, it seemed, get over the hump in this one. Uh, they had a pretty solid third quarter, so something was talked about in the halftime speech that got the Hawks going a little bit, but but ultimately it really hurt them. And, and one of the big things we'll talk about in the story of this game is uh, the storyline of, like we talked about, the Pacers made some nice moves. The Hawks did the exact opposite. Uh, you're talking about uh, Dapoy shots specifically, and then uh, in addition to him, you had the movement of uh, some of the other players on the squad. So Arsenal was the other guy, sorry, I wanted to mention. And and moving those players to different positions when they were playing really well at the positions they were already in, I would say ultimately cost them. And and you saw that issue, you saw these issues on not only offense, but on defense as well. And you look at the Pacers, they really had some really good defense in this game. And they were able to find a way to uh, really take advantage of the moves they made while making the Hawks look a little foolish for the moves they made. But like I said, a lot of that was the Pacers' defense, which really, really was very solid. But ultimately, I think the loss goes on the Hawks themselves. Pacers probably could have won either way, but ultimately I think the biggest negative for the Hawks was the decisions that they personally made. Final score in this game, 60-53. to uh, Pretty much a start-to-finish victory for Pacers gaming. Uh, for the Pacers, player of the game, Got to give the nod to Ramo. We'll give it to Ramo. 22 points, three rebounds, four assists, although those five turnovers do loom large. I I will give um, kind of a a tip of the cap to Lord Beezus with his eight points, 13 rebounds, two assists, and zero turnovers. Very solid game for him. Across the way, we look at the Hawks, Town GC, and a few guys were able to get double-digit scoring. Ultimately, you got two. Actually, got two double doubles. Uh, Mr. Styles got the double double with 11 points, 11 assists, and Dapoy shots with 10 points, 11 rebounds. But again, it was not enough. Hawks lose. Pacers win. 60 to 53 is your final score. Next game on the list, we have Cavs Legion GC taking on Wizards District. And much like we've seen throughout the night, we've had very, very close matchups. No blowouts. And that's a little different than what we've seen early on in the season. Uh, in the first half, first few weeks of the season, uh, first eight weeks to be specific, 
you definitely have seen a, a good handful of blowouts. That's part of what you get with the ticket tournament is you have teams that are fighting because if you win this again, you're going to make it into the postseason, even if you struggled in the first half. And so that's why you're getting much more competitive basketball so far in the ticket tournament night number one. This next game, I will tell you right now, tells you the importance of of valuing the basketball. And if you don't, it can really hurt you. Cavs Legion comes in at 7-5. and five, Wizards District 4-6 and six coming into the ticket tournament. Now, first quarter, this is exactly what we've talked about in these other games, but it was fight, fight, fight. Both teams were in this one. Fantastic back and forth. No team was really able to pull away, but one-point advantage for the Wizards heading into the second quarter. And that's exactly what you want to see. Now, in the second quarter, it was much of the same. But the difference is Wizards were able to continue to uh, at least be consistent. And you saw a team in the Cavs that were not able to go away. They weren't willing to give up. And at halftime, 26-23 was what the score was. And that three-point lead actually was pretty pretty consistent the second half of that second quarter. No team able to pull away. Now, jumping into the second half, and while the first half got really good basketball, in that second half, you started to see some sloppy play. And here's the difference, specifically from the Wizards, uh, more so at least, as they had got up to 14 turnovers in the third quarter. And you wonder what that leads to? Well, that leads to a 20-8 to run, which is what the Cavs went on in that third quarter. And a big part of that, again, turning the ball over. You get turnovers. Cavs were able to turn those into scoring. And just like that, this game feels like it's all but over. But the Wizards did not want to go quietly into the night. And in the fourth quarter, they went on a bit of a run on their own. Unfortunately, like we've talked about, when you go down big, it's that much more difficult to find a way to come back. And they saw that in this one. And despite being pretty competitive in that fourth quarter, it just wasn't enough. And they actually ultimately still lose the fourth quarter 15 to 14 and they end up losing the contest 51 to 61 how about this finally 18 turnovers 18 turnovers for wizards district on top of that only eight points in the third quarter and that is your difference again final score Cavs legion win 61 51 over wizards district looking at the player of the game for the Cavs, player of the game i gotta give the nod Two all-hail Trey, 15 points, two rebounds, four assists, and how about this, seven steals and a block. We talk about the importance of getting turnovers. Trey did just that. He also managed to, uh, he was one of two from three, six of six in the free throw line, four of 11 from the field. We talk about how important most of, most of the time we pick a guy MVP-wise that's efficient, but in this case, his defense made all the difference. For Wizards District, Gilly was the man of the hour, 25 points, 12 rebounds, 3 assists, 2 steals, 2 blocks, just a single turnover, and 12 of 15 from the field. Although a surprising 1 of 4 from the free throw line. You don't see that too often from guys. Uh, we get a lot of good free throw shooting here in the league, but it was not meant to be in this one for him. Now we get on to the last game of night number 1 of the ticket tournament, and that is Magic Gaming taking on Grizz Gaming. This game definitely highlights the trend that we've seen, a team getting off to a decent-sized lead and finding a way to hold on to it. Now, you watch this one, and the Grizz gaming has been a bit of an enigma, but one thing that has made a difference, and you'll actually see two guys in this game that were actually members of their former teams that are taking on each other right now. Magic Gaming and Grizz Gaming made a trade earlier in the season. 
toxic for J-Rod. So that's definitely a storyline to watch. And for anyone that isn't aware, make sure if you missed these games, go on to Twitch, go on to YouTube, and you're able to find the replays, or you're able to find highlights of specific games or stretches of games. So you do have ways to make sure to watch if you missed any portion of the ticket. And this is definitely a game that I think is worth watching. Now, it was Magic getting off to the better start as it was a 15-3 to advantage for them early on in the game. And, and I think that really ended up being a big difference in this game. Part of the reason for that, Grizz Gaming just really didn't seem to ever get over that slow start. They had a slow start in that first quarter, and they actually were really good in quarters two and three. Specifically, they won quarter two by a point. They won quarter three by five. But when you start off 15 to three points, you score only three points in a quarter. Now, I don't know if that's a record, but it's got to be close. You're not going to win basketball games because it takes so much effort to come back. Now, in the fourth quarter, you're talking about the Grizz have one last shot. If they can finish off that fourth quarter and continue what was a, a very nice run in quarters two and three, they might have a chance. Unfortunately, you had issues with the Grizzlies where, you know, we talk about the importance of authentic African, but and you, you actually had someone else step up in this game. Vandy is so important to what the Grizzlies are doing. But and the, fortunately, it wasn't enough. And the big difference was for the Magic, you got a completely good team effort. I mean, absolutely phenomenal. I thought King Cam Royalty did a really good job on defending Authentic African. I thought you got very good production out of Toxic with uh, four steals. Just like we talked about in the last game, getting turnovers is such a big difference maker. And it, and, and it, it makes all the difference. And getting off to a fast start... There were so many positives with the Magic and so few positives for the Grizzlies. It's no shock. Your final score, 62-54. to Magic, take it. Again, this was the final game of night number one of the ticket tournament. Looking at your player of the game for the Magic Gaming, got to give it to Reezy, who was absolutely phenomenal. 32 points, 7 assists, a steal, just 3 turnovers. Looking at Grizz Gaming side of things, you know, Authentic African was just not able to get off the hump. We've seen that in a few games this year. It's funny we talk about how important it is that he has that Robin to his Batman. But in this game, where was Robin? Where, or sorry, where was Batman? Because Authentic African did not shine. We'll give the shout-out, though, to Vandy. 21 points, 3 rebounds, 8 assists. But here's the kicker. Uh, 6 turnovers. It's not going to get the job done. And ultimately, they do fall. And that does it for night one of the ticket tournament. All right, so first game of night number two of the ticket. Let me just start by saying this about the ticket. This is probably the most competitive tournament we have had, I would argue, in the history of the NBA 2K League. Just start to finish, so many great games. If you missed any of them, watch them back. Go on to Twitch, go on to YouTube, check these games out. So many exciting matchups, and this one was no different. There's just not enough that can be said about how good the ticket tournament was uh, for my money. Now, this first game, we have Blazer 5, arguably the best team in the league, taking on Heat Check Gaming, definitely not the best team in the league. But you go into it, and Heat Check have everything to play for. And not that the Blazer 5 don't. One thing Blazer 5 are playing for is a little bit of redemption, as in the previous tournaments they have struggled, especially in the first round. That is something they've had a problem with, and they've been knocked out this season in the first round. Now, looking at the specifics, Blazer 5, like I said, maybe the best team, the 19 seed 
Heat Check Gaming. That is not a misprint or a, a misspeak. It is the 19th seed. And here's the difference that you get. Or here, I guess I'll say this. This would be the important part of having just a superstar player is a game like this. Heat Check just really couldn't seem to be a team as far as uh, the offensive end was concerned. It was really Hotshot that had to take over from the start of this game all the way to the end. I would argue that, I mean, not even argue, without him, this would not have been a game. That's just one thing to keep in mind when we go through this. Now, ultimately, this game, and we talked about how competitive games have been, this game came down to the last 19 seconds of the game. Let's set the stage. 19 seconds left. Heat check have the ball. And what do they do? But of course, they go to hot shot. Rest of the team puts him or puts the team on his shoulders. And just like he had the entire game, he was able to score. Not only was he able to score, and by the way, this shot ended up putting them up by three points. But he was able to get just a monster dunk, and not over just anybody. He was able to score over one wild walnut, who most people think is the best center in the NBA 2K League. Now, game wasn't over yet. Blazer 5 Gaming did come back. And and here's the thing about Blazer 5 Gaming. One of the best three-point shooting teams that we have in this league. And despite that, three relatively open looks from the three-point line. And they were not able to hit any of them. And that is all she wrote. Ultimately, Hot Shot and the Heat Check win this one. And again, it was a close one and a fantastic game start to finish. Final score, 53-50. to Heat Check beat Blazer 5 Gaming. Obviously, MVP of the game is none other than Hotshot. 34 points, 5 rebounds, 3 assists, a steal, and just a single turnover. Now, I will say Majestic, nice job with your 15 rebounds. That was solid. Uh, 12 points from Hood was okay, and he was relatively efficient, which is solid to see. But ultimately, Hotshot was the man, the myth, and the legend. For Blazer 5, Solid performances from a few players. I will give a shout-out to One Wild Walnut, who, despite having uh, the unfortunateness of being posterized in the game, finished with a double-double, 10 points, 17 boards, two turnovers only, and he was very efficient, 4 of 7 from the field. Moving on to game number two, Mavs taking on Knicks Gaming. Mavs Gaming, of course, one of the top teams in the league, had that really nice unbeaten streak recently broken. Knicks, of course, trying to repeat like they did last season as the ticket champions. So this is going to be a definite matchup to watch. Going into this game, uh, I would say that uh, definitely the Mavs are going to be 100% the better team. Are we going to get another upset? Are the Knicks going to find a way to do it? I guess we will see. One thing that makes a win very improbable, not only are the Knicks just not as good of a team as the Mavericks, that's a real thing. Uh, The other thing you want to keep in mind, and this is important, is that for the second straight game, no goofy 757. He is not going to be playing. So there's going to have to be someone else to step up, much like Hotshot did for the heat check. Who is going to be the man to step up for the Knicks? And in this game, you really got to see original Malik shine. The first surprising part of this game was that the Knicks led for almost all of it. They had a lead, not a big lead, but they had a lead for a large part of it. Mavs, now think about this, the Mavs are the number two seed in the tournament, and the first time they held a lead was in the third quarter. So before that, it was all Knicks. Now, after that, final, you jump into the fourth quarter, 
and the Mavs go on a, a run, and it's an 8-0 run. And with that, they're all of a sudden up not just a few points, but they're up six points, which can be a pretty significant lead, especially if you're a team as good as the Mavs. But unfortunately for them, it wasn't enough. And just like that, Knicks went on a run of their own, uh, obviously powered by original Malik. And with under a minute to go in the game, they had a three-point advantage, and it actually never got let up. Final score in this one, Knicks take it in an absolute fantastic win, 65-63. to Again, led by Malik. We'll go over the statistics. We talk about how important he was. Player of the game, Malik, MVP, 26 points, four rebounds, one assist, a block, just two turnovers. Looking over to the Mavs side of things, got to give a look at P.P. Ballin, one of my favorite players as always. 18 points, nine rebounds, two assists, two steals, a block, just three turnovers, a very efficient eight of 10 from the field, but not enough, again, as the Mavs fall to the Knicks, 65 to 63. Next up on the list, we have Nets GC taking on Pacers Gaming. The Pacers, a team that had started the season off very, very hot, have settled down just a bit since then. But I would still argue, despite being a lower seed, that they are the better team. And I think ultimately in this game, they were able to show it. And the big reason was their defense. They were able to step up. And I think they really seemed to figure out the Nets as far as what the Nets tried on offense. Pacers had an answer for everything. Now, as far as they were concerned, the Nets had a pretty good team effort. Here's the problem. When your point guard forgets that you have a basketball game, it's tough to win. Was he able to deal out some assists? He was, but we talked about how important the Pacers' defense was, and that ended up costing eight turnovers just by Lav alone, and that's not going to get the job done. Now, Nets gaming, early on it was close, and I they actually put up a pretty good fight, but again, when you have your point guard have this much of an issue, uh, it's, a, it's a difference maker. Now, after the first quarter, they had a one-point advantage, but after that, It was pretty much all Pacers as their defense was just too much for the Nets. And ultimately, final score in this one, 61-50. to So despite an early Nets lead, Pacers do take it 61-50. Now taking a look at how the game really went, a tale of two quarters in the first half. Nets win the first one 11-10. Pacers win the second one 15-10. Now after that, Pacers won every single quarter. 20-14 quarter three, 16-15 quarter four. Think about this. Take quarters one and four, and you have a tie game. Unfortunately, 11 points was the difference in the middle. You got to be consistent, and the Nets were not, especially as we talked about Lav. You know, he was able to get some assists, but he was not able to finish the deal. Way too many turnovers. That was a, a huge red flag, if you're asking me. Now, looking at the rest of the team, how about this? 19 points from Wavy. You had 17 points from Shuttles, 15 rebounds, two assists. Two blocks, just a single turnover. Shuttles was by far the best player for the Nets, but the MVP in this game from Pacers Gaming couldn't give it to Swizzerk. 24 points, a rebound, three assists, just two turnovers. 10 of 16 from the field, 4 of 8 from 3. Efficiency is how you win the game, and that's exactly what the Pacers had. Next up on the list, we have Celtics Crossover Gaming, and they are taking on... Raptors Uprising, again, a very close matchup to watch. And that was that was very relevant from the beginning. One crazy statistic going into this game, if the Raptors find a way to beat the Celtics, this would be four straight games uh, during day two 
of a 2K League tournament the top seed has lost. So let that sink in. This would be yet another upset. We have definitely seen some upsets here on day two of the ticket tournament. Celtics crossover were the better team for a majority of this game. And you, and you, really, saw, you really saw it right from the beginning. Now, were they able to do a lot on the offensive end? Not necessarily. And they were able to have decent defense, but they were never able to fully pull away. Now, you get to the fourth quarter. We fast forward to that. And all of a sudden, the Celtics were a different team. Now, they were able to build up a 10-point advantage in that fourth quarter, but then it was almost like they fell off a cliff. And a big part of that is one of your best players, Profusion, wasn't able to get the job done, shooting just 4 of 10. And what does that tell you? Well, it tells you that this is a game that the Celtics would struggle in ultimately to finish off. And you really saw that. Sick, on the other hand, was very, very good on the inside of the court. And just like that, they were able to fight back in the fourth quarter. Now, Raptors Uprising, we talked about how they were down after three quarters, and they definitely didn't look like the better team. But a big part of what happened in the fourth quarter was you saw a Raptors team that refused to give up. They were able to get nice shots. They actually had really good defense and were able to uh, really lock down on a lot of the Celtics shooters. And that led to some really uh, good turnovers as far as blocks and steals. Ultimately, Raptors found a way to dominate that fourth quarter. Specifically, they actually won the fourth quarter 22-10. to Yes, 22-10. to And that's the difference. Uh, the surprising thing is they scored 22 in the fourth, but just... 17 combined in quarters two and three. So honestly, if the Celtics just could have finished off the game strong, they would have won this game, but they just didn't have it. Final score, 50-48. to Raptors Uprising takes the win. MVP for Raptors Uprising, sick. 17 points, 10 rebounds with a double-double, an assist, two blocks, just two turnovers, efficient 8 of 10. Over on the Celtics side of things, uh, a few guys jumped off the page, OFAB, 17 points, one rebound, six assists, two steals, but man, five turnovers and eight of 19 shooting. I'm going to give the nod to him, but you got to be more efficient. And he's not the only one. Profusion, four of 10, one of three for no autographs. You had three of seven from Mel East and eight or, and five turnovers for OFAB, three for no autographs. Just not enough to write home about. And again, your final score, Celtics lose 50 to 48. Next game on the docket, we have Warriors Gaming taking on T-Wolves Gaming. T-Wolves, of course, one of the teams, and actually probably my pick going into this to maybe be uh, the upset team to find a way to win the ticket to get a chance at the playoffs when they likely don't have one otherwise. This is going to be a very tough matchup for both teams, uh, Warriors versus T-Wolves Gaming here. Looking to be the first team in this day two to have a win when they were the higher seed. Can they pull it off, or will the Wolves find a way to finish the score? Now, coming into this game, 7-4 and four were the Warriors, 5-6 and six, T-Wolves Gaming. Warriors were the better team, but Wolves have looked really solid right lately. What will they be able to do in this game? Now, T-Wolves Gaming actually played pretty well for large portions of this matchup. The one thing they've had an issue with this year, and this game was no different, is holding a lead. T-Wolves were able to get a lead as large as 10 points, not just in the second quarter, but the third quarter as well. So they actually had consistent advantages in both those quarters, but Warriors gaming refused to go away. But here's the thing. Every single time the Warriors tried to fight back in those quarters, T-Wolves gaming seemed to have an answer. But ultimately, 
did they have an answer in quarter four? Now, as quarter four was coming down to the wire, Warriors were able to take a lead with a little over three minutes to go in the contest. A minute and a half to go, and just like that, it is a tie game. So despite playing a very solid matchup, Wolves just didn't seem to have the energy to go in that fourth quarter. Three-point shot from Warriors Gaming gave them the lead, and that was CB13 with it. And actually, how about this? It was his only shot from three in the matchup, and he hits it. And that was the difference to give them their first lead. Or, sorry, not their first lead, but another lead. Now, just like that, they were able to then build it to six points under a minute to go. And honestly, that was all she wrote. T-Wolves Gaming tried to fight back, but just not enough. Final score, 58-52, Warriors beat T-Wolves Gaming. Box score look at to see who was our guy. And I got to give the MVP nod for Warriors Gaming. Got to give it to Gradient. 19 points to lead the way. One rebound, four steals, zero turnovers, and eight of 11 from the field, two of two from three. Hell low efficiency. For the Wolves, I liked what you got from Bear to Beast. 15 points, four rebounds, 11 assists. Four turnovers, not efficient from the field, 5 of 12, but a good double-double all the same. Also, player they traded for earlier in the season, Jay Money, with a nice 17 points, 3 of 5 from 3. But again, your final, 58-52, Warriors beat T-Wolves. Final game of night number two, and you have 76ers taking on Kings Guard. This is one of the, if or maybe the worst matchup of the entire tournament, at least in terms of how it ended up playing out. This was not a good game. 76ers absolutely dominated the Kings. Now, you start that game, and you saw a 76ers team that wanted to make sure they made a run at the finals. They've been very, very successful in many tournaments, and they are making this to be no different. Honestly, a big issue for Kingsguard was consistency. They had a nice run in that second quarter where they were actually, uh, they won the second quarter 19-18, to 18, which is pretty impressive, right? They actually went on a, a much better run there than you see in the first quarter where they were outscored by eight. But here's why consistency is key. Outscored by eight in quarter one, outscored by 15 in quarter three, and outscored in quarter four by seven points. You go into halftime, by the way, you have all this momentum. You're only down seven points. If you're this Kings guard, you must feel pretty good. You won that quarter. What are you going to do at halftime uh, to talk things up? You come into quarter three, and you've just got nothing left. Only six points scored in quarter three, only 11 in quarter four, 17 points total. I mean, that's not going to get the job done. I don't know how you expect to win at that point. And that was you know, really a big issue. And here's the deal. BP... Very solid game for Kingsguard Gaming, but that was it. No one else really stepped up, and that was a big difference. You need the entire team. They just did not have it. As far as the 76ers were concerned, it was almost top-to-bottom fantastic performances. In fact, ZDS was the only player to not get into double digits in this matchup. Going to the 76ers, I got to give the player of the game nod MVP to Radiant. 28 points, a rebound, 14 assists, one steal. The only knock, and it is a big knock, seven turnovers, unfortunate, but five of five from three, 10 of 14 overall. Congrats to him. Big part of the win. And for Kingsguard, I, of course, got to give a lookout to BP, 19 points, seven assists, a steal, but much like we talked about with Radiant, six turnovers. 
But part of that, I will say with BP, is he was trying to do a little too much as the rest of his team just didn't show up. Again, now your final score, 76ers take it 79-50 to over Kingsguard Gaming. And that does it for night number two and the action from the ticket tournament. You're listening to Dash Radio's Nothing But Net channel, and we are the NBA 2K League Show. All right, so the final night of the ticket tournament starts off with Heat Check Gaming and Magic Gaming. Now, Heat Check, of course, were the 16 seed in this tournament. They are trying to finish off an improbable run, the likes of we haven't seen since last year's Knicks team making a run in this exact same tournament. So will they be able to do it? They already beat Blazer 5 Gaming, the number one overall seed. What are they going to do against Magic Gaming? Now, in that first half, great fight from both teams. It was a six point or sorry four point advantage after one quarter and a six point advantage after two for magic gaming he check right in the game as far as the third quarter is concerned though i don't know what happened at halftime but there were definitely two different types of speeches i think in the magic lineup you got a win one for the gipper and the heat check maybe i don't know what happened maybe they just said hey try not to lose this game was really decided in two sections quarter three mainly as magic outscore the heat 24 to 11 out of halftime but in that fourth quarter heat check had a great game and they really tried to fight back but it was too little too late and you know why Magic were able to play solid defense just enough in that fourth quarter to hold on to the lead and ultimately win the game. Fantastic tournament by Heatcheck. Got to give them all the credit in the world, but unfortunately it was not enough. And in this game, final score, Magic take it 55-49 to is your final over Heatcheck Gaming. Uh, the top eight teams breathe a sigh of relief here. With the way Heatcheck were playing, you know, you don't want to see, if you're one of those top eight teams in the league, you don't want to see a Cinderella story because that means that whoever finishes in the eighth place isn't going to make the tournament at the end of the year. Just think about that. Player of the game in this one, give it to the 21 points and seven assists of Reezy. Also had a steal, but six turnovers, not exactly ideal, but a seven attempt from the field is solid as far as efficiency is concerned. Taking a look at the other side of the ball, heat check. Very impressive hot shot, as always. 35 points, 4 rebounds, 3 assists, 2 steals. Although, much like we talked about with Magic, turnovers were an issue. 6 turnovers and 8 fouls. I mean, that's troubling. But you know why? Because he had to do everything. Look at the rest of the team here. 2 points for Majestic. 8 points for 24K. 2 points for Hood. 2 points for Ching Ching. Or Cha Ching Sing. I mean, what is that? That's not going to get the job done. Hood, 1 of 5. Ultimately, I think we can all agree the Hood trade ended up being a complete bust. And it's really, really unfortunate if you are a fan of Heat Check. Again, your final score of 55-49, Magic beat Heat Check. Next game on the list, we have Cavs Legion taking on Knicks Gaming. Of course, Knicks Gaming trying to be, since we don't have Heat Check anymore, maybe we can get another Cinderella story in Knicks Gaming, much like last season. The number to keep in mind in this Knicks-Cavs matchup is six. Six points is the lead the Knicks had after one half. Six points was the difference in quarter three that the Cavs led by. And your final score depended on overtime as Knicks take overtime by six points and ultimately win the game. Honestly, I implore you, make sure to watch back this game. And you want to know why? You know how we got into overtime? Because with 26.7 seconds left, the Knicks were down, no joke, by eight points, and they hit a three-point shot. Then a a really foolish turnover gets the Knicks the ball back. Another three-point shot 
They then foul. They get one of the free throws is made. It's now a three-point game. Knicks, of course, it almost seemed like that was like you just it was meant to be. And they come back, and none other than our guy, original Malik, hits a game-tying three-point shot with under two seconds to go, and that takes it into overtime, where ultimately it is all Knicks. As we talked about, they win the overtime by six points, and of course, the game by six. 64-58 to is the final score. Looking at players of the game, I got to give the player of the game nod for the Knicks to Idris DeGoat, 10 points, 18 rebounds, two assists, four steals, and of course, uh, we're going to give a co-player of the game to Original Malik because he hits the game tire to get him into overtime. 20 points, three rebounds, five assists, two steals, a block, just three turnovers. Four Cavs Legion, nice attempt and good game by All Hail Trey. 24 points, six rebounds, one assist, one steal, three blocks. But unfortunately, there was no stopping this amazing story as the Knicks take it, looking to try to win their second straight ticket tournament. Pacers Gaming takes on 76ers GC in the next matchup, and it was a very good matchup, and it actually came down to the wire. Very, very impressive, but unfortunately, it was not meant to be for 76ers. Radiant, with under 10 seconds to go, shoots a three. He misses it. This would have put them up by one. Unfortunately, Swizzert gets the rebound. They are forced to foul, and that is really the rest of the game. Final score in this one, 65-61. Pacers take it, and you want to know why the Pacers took it? 43 points from Ramo, who was dominant from start to finish. That was his season high, and of course, season high for the NBA 2K League. Fantastic performance from him. 65-61 your final. Ramo is player of the game. Next on the matchup, we have Warriors Gaming taking on Raptors Uprising. And this is another very close matchup from start to finish. Honestly, the biggest uh, difference in this game ended up being the third quarter where the Raptors only scored nine points. Credit the Warriors, very good defense. You know it's a good matchup when no team ever held a lead at the end of any of the quarters of more than three points. So from start to finish, everything was really, really close. Now, Fourth quarter, it ended up being the difference maker as you have Beast Move hits what ultimately would be the game-winning shot just before time expires, and the final is 54-52. Warriors take this one. Of course, we give Beast Move player of the game honors. He finishes with 25 points, an assist, two steals, two turnovers, a 10 of 19, very efficient. For the Raptors, we look, of course, to Sick, 14 points, nine rebounds, one assist, Two blocks, just a single turnover. Three games left where we finish off the ticket. And again, we have Warriors Gaming. And this time, taking on Magic Gaming. And a very, very similar performance. And a very, very similar game. Now, granted, it didn't come down to the absolute wire. But Warriors Gaming, just fantastic. And how about this? They ended up pulling this game out. By two points, 58-56 over Magic Gaming. The reason why this is crazy is now you're talking about three games. So three of their tournament games, total combined points as far as wins are concerned, 10 points. That's how close it has been. The difference, though, in this game ended up being four missed late free throws by Magic Gaming. And that was all she wrote. Again, 58-56 is your final player of the game nod to the entire Warriors team as this was 100% a team effort as far as Magic are concerned very good performances from both Reezy and King Cam Royalty getting some nice double doubles but ultimately 
free throws cost the team, and the victory went to Warriors Gaming. Two games left on the list. Pacers Gaming versus Knicks Gaming is your first matchup. Is there going to be a Cinderella story for the Knicks? Or is Pacers going to get the job done and play like they had at the start of the season? And ultimately, it was Pacers Gaming. Now, Knicks Gaming went out to a nice lead, 24-17 to at halftime. But unfortunately, they struggled in that second half. Honestly, the big difference in this game was Ramo just absolutely dominating. And of course, we have to remember, the Knicks made this impressive run without Goofy, who did not play in this tournament. And he, you know, without Goofy, that's a big difference maker. Final score, Pacers take it 50-44. to Now, taking a look at the specifics of this one, player of the game nod, we give it to Pacers Ramo. Of course, 29 points. No one else on his team was able to get double digits. He had 29 points, five rebounds, two assists, a steal, a block, no turnovers. Although, Lord Beezus, 17 rebounds, very, very nice. Over on the Knicks side of things, Original Malik continued his solid play, leading the way with 16 points. Uh, but actually, I take that back. I had him add him 17 points, 7 assists, just 2 turnovers. Both those guys performed admirably, but it was not enough, again, as they fall in the last game of the night to get to the championship. And the championship is now set. Warriors Gaming taking on Pacers Gaming. Right now, here in the championship, defense was the name of the game. And you definitely saw that. A good example it, coming out of the third quarter, you had Ramo, who actually had the cold badge. That's right. The guy that scored 43 points and 29 points in games in this tournament had the cold badge. As you saw, the Warriors put on an absolute show for the defense. Unfortunately, for the 2K League and for both teams, there were some technical difficulties. And then coming out of the game freeze... No more was the Cole badge, and Ramo got his rhythm. Luckily, though, it, the Warriors' defense was able to step back up, and as far as offense was concerned, you got, of course, very good play from Beast Move, who was able to make sure to fight off the run by, or the I should say the attempt at a comeback in that fourth quarter. Interesting stat going uh, into the fourth quarter, the only player that actually had double-digit points was B Smooth. That's the only player for Warriors that was able to get the job done. And that is a credit to both teams. Like we talked about playing really good defense. But again, ultimately, you had really, really solid performances from multiple players. And we talked about B Smooth being important. Another guy that was actually able to help fight off in that fourth quarter, the, the Warriors uh, was Jin. Jin did a really good job of keeping the Warriors ahead. And actually, with a minute 30 left, he was able to hit a three, made it a six-point ball game. And actually, he was one of the other guys that was able to eventually get into double digits. And ultimately, Pacers Gaming just didn't have enough. Warriors win this one. 59-49 is your final. Player of the game for the Warriors. I give it to leading scorer, Beast Move, 17 points, one rebound, three assists, just a single turnover, four of seven from three, and six of 11 overall from the field. Over on the opposite side of the thing, unfortunately for the losing team, but a nice double-double from Lord Beezus, 10 points, 13 boards, an assist, a steal, and just two turnovers, four of eight from the field, very efficient. And that is all she wrote for the ticket tournament and for this episode. We are going to have a great 
end to the 2K League season. The rest of the season, there's going to be so many good matchups. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at NBA 2K League Show. Make sure you watch the NBA 2K League on Twitch and YouTube, whether it's full games or it's highlights. There's many reasons that you want to make sure you tune in and you don't want to miss it. And until next week, keep it 2,000.